Welcome to the James River Church Podcast. You're about to hear another inspirational message. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Tonight, I want to speak to you and then give us time to be in the altar in the presence of the Lord. And I want to speak to you about believing for abundance. Believing for abundance. Now, let me encourage you when it comes to the thought of abundance that our God is a God of abundance. Let me encourage you when you think about abundance that God has abundance for you. That God has things, good things for you. That God is able to work in your life, not just a little bit, but a lot, because he's a God of abundance. And tonight I wanna, I wanna challenge your thinking about God, honestly. I want to challenge your thinking if you're living from a place of lack, if you're living from a place of less. You know, as we go through life, oftentimes we can let our lack motivate us. You know, I don't know that I'll have enough, so I need to make sure I'm doing this. I don't know that I'll have enough, so I need to make sure I work harder or, or make sure that I'm doing the right things. Man, if I don't, if I don't get this job, then I, I, I don't know how we're going to make it. We can let our lack motivate us. But do you know heaven is full? In heaven, there is no lack. In the presence of God, there is no need. We might be motivated by lack, but heaven is motivated by love. Because God has need of nothing, when he gives, he's motivated by love because he has everything that he needs. There's nothing that God needs. God doesn't need our worship. God doesn't need our attention. But he loves us, so he invites us to worship so we can be in his presence. God doesn't need to bless us to fulfill anything in himself, but he blesses us out of his abundance. And I hope tonight, maybe you think of God as holding out. Maybe you think of God as somehow not being able to supply what you need. Maybe you think of God as holding back from you, but that's not the God of scripture. And I want to encourage you tonight that let faith be activated in your heart, that our God is a God of abundance, because there's something about believing in the abundance of God that just makes you walk different. It makes you, when you see a need, act different. It makes you, when you go to pray, pray different. When you understand and you connect to the abundance of the almighty God, you do life different. You do life from the vantage point of plenty and you do life from the vantage point of faith. And there's power when you do life that way. So I want to encourage you with some scripture right now from Psalm 31. It says this, how great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before a watching world. I think we should thank God for that. I don't know if you heard the scripture when I read it, so I'm going to read it to you again. All right. It says, how great. Everybody say, how great, how great. Is, the is the goodness you have stored up, have stored up. for those who fear you. You lavish it 
on those who come to you for protection. Blessing them before a watching world. Now listen, God's stored up some goodness for you. God has stored up goodness for you. He has an abundance of it. In fact, the ESV says it like this. It says, how abundant is your goodness, which you've stored up for those who fear you and worked for those who take refuge in you. The first thing I want you to understand, because you need to understand that abundance is connected to the character of God. It's part of his character. God is a God of abundance. We serve a plenty of goodness God. That's the God we serve, a plenty of goodness God. Now, uh, I know maybe, I don't know, maybe your background didn't really teach that. Maybe you're new to what it means to be a Christian or, or maybe your understanding of God is still being developed and it needs to be guided by scripture because the Bible is full of telling us that God is an abundant God. In fact, I want you to, I'm going to walk you through some scriptures that hopefully ignite your heart with faith to say, you know what? I believe that. I believe God is an abundant God. Look at this in Exodus. It says this, the Lord passed before him, that's Moses, and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. He's abounding in love. He doesn't just got a little bit of love. He's abounding in love. I don't know about you, but if you came in here tonight and you're like, man, I don't know if God loves me. I don't know if God has enough love for me. I, if, if God knew what I walked through, which he does, I don't know if he would love me. Well, we serve a God who is abounding in love. It doesn't matter if you're on the back row. It doesn't matter if you came in and you just messed up before you walked in. You serve a God who loves you. You serve a God who cares about you. You serve a God who's full of love for you. He's abounding in love for you. He said, I'm glad they came tonight. I'm glad they could hear this. I'm glad they can know I love them because they need to know I'm a God of abundance. And when I love them, I don't love them a little. I love them a lot. Somebody needed to hear that tonight. Somebody needed to hear that you're not too far gone. Somebody needed to hear that you, yeah, you may have messed up, but God is not going to leave you where he found you. He loves you enough to pull you out and pull you up. He is a God abounding in love. Somebody praise God tonight for who he is and what he does. He's abounding in steadfast love. We serve a God who abounds. He abounds. He's got plenty. He's got plenty. Psalm 65 says this, you crown the year with your bounty and your wagon tracks overflow with abundance. I like that, your wagon tracks. I don't know how often you think about wagons. Probably not a lot, okay? But I want you to picture God's wagon, all right? And I want you to say, okay, God's wagon is loaded, all right? And we have the opportunity to walk through this year behind God's wagon. But God's wagon is not just loaded. God's wagon is so loaded that it's dropping off blessing. So if I just walk behind the wagon, if I just walk behind the wagon, I don't have to be in the wagon. I could have friends with me walking behind the wagon. 
It's so loaded, stuff falls off the wagon as I'm walking. So what's the application for us tonight? I don't know how you're going through this year, but I would suggest, I would just give you a little tip. If you're going to walk through this year and you want to be blessed, just start walking behind God. All right? You say, I'm just going to start following that wagon, all right? Because I know stuff's going to fall off, and when it does, I'm going to be there to pick it up, all right? And it's loaded with abundance. It's overflowing with abundance. It never stops dropping things off. It's like your arms might be full when God blesses you, but he's going to bless you some more. I just love it. You know what I love watching in this room? And I'm sure for people online, I love watching people think about it. Because if you're thinking about it, it means that God is, by his spirit, helping you understand that the way you see God is way too small. And because you face some problems this year, and because you have some difficulty, and because you don't see how it's going to work out, somehow you've concluded that God is not a God of blessing, that God is not a God of abundance. But I tell you what, okay? You start following him, you get a little close to him, and you can't help but be blessed. Because God is a God who blesses, and God is a God of abundance, and God has good things for you. In fact, the Bible just said to you, he stored it up for you because he wants to bless you. And so, you know what? Let him work it in you, okay? Let him change your thinking, because as he changes your thinking, once you start to walk with abundance, you start to walk a little bit more confident. You start to walk a little bit with a little bit of spiritual swag, if you know what I mean, because you know, I serve a God who's a God of abundance, but it's not like, oh, he's over there and I'm right here. I'm following right behind his wagon. I'm going to have a good year. I'm going to have a blessed year because I'm following God through the year and he's a God of abundance. Let me give you another, another scripture. John 10, 10 says the thief comes only to steal, to kill and destroy. I came that they may have life, period. No. No, Jesus, I came that they might have just a little bit of extra life. No, Jesus didn't say that, okay? I came that they might have life. Praise God for the life he gives, but he doesn't want to just give you life. He gives you life and have it abundantly. Hello, people. God doesn't give you life. He gives it to you abundantly. He, he has life for you to tap into. Because I know some of you walked in here and you are a Christian and you're like, but I feel empty. Well, you just need to reconnect. It's not that it's not there. It's that you need to say, God, I need it. God, if you have it for me, I need it. And he pours it in. Because Jesus said it. I came that they might have life and have it 
abundantly. God has abundant life for you. God has overflowing life for you. God has life that will bless others because he blessed you. God has life for you, and it doesn't matter what your family looks like. It doesn't matter what your workplace looks like. It doesn't matter the dark atmosphere that you have to walk in on the daily. If you connect to his presence, he has life for you and life more abundantly. We serve an abundant God. We serve a plentiful God. There's enough life for you and those around you. And you may not see it when you walk in, but if you connect to the Spirit of God, He will bless you with the life that you need to move into the place that He has for you. Because our God is a God of abundant life. He does not come to steal. He does not come to kill. He does not come to destroy. He came that you could have it. It's yours. It's yours. Next scripture. 2 Corinthians. This is Paul writing. This is in the context of an offering. And Paul's talking about people as you give, how God blesses you. But he takes it and says, you know, this principle doesn't just apply to giving. So how encouraging is as you're generous and as you're giving that God will bless your life. But watch what Paul says. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. So that in all things, at all times, having everything that you need, our God is a God of abundance. Ephesians 3.20 says this, Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all you can ask or think, according to the power that is at work within you. Do you believe that God has abundance for you? Do you believe that God has abundance for you? Do you believe that God has abundant answers to prayer? Do you believe that God can do abundant things in the place where you see lack, in this place where you see, man, I, this needs a touch from heaven. Do you think God can touch it abundantly? Do you, do you believe God can do abundant things in your life, in your body, in, in your family, in, in the places that you're saying, God, this is a desert. God can do it. But the first thing you have to do is change your thinking and say, God, you are a God of plenty. I just really want to encourage you. You pray bigger prayers that way. If you see God as a God of plenty, you stop praying just for the problem and start praying for provision. Because provision is bigger than problem solving. And those kind of prayers, those big prayers honor the Lord. God, don't just fix this, but God, I pray that you'd smash it with your provision. <laughs> because you're a God of abundance. God, don't just fix this. Do a miracle so when people see it, they say, only God can do that. Because you're a God of abundance. That's the kind of God we serve. He's a God of plenty. He's also a pile-up provision God. We serve a pile-up provision God. It says this, Oh, how abundant is your goodness, which you've stored up. Stored up. I love the idea of storing up because it tells us that God is intentional. For the most part, you only store things if you're doing it intentionally. Like storing up. I'm talking about your stockpiling. You know, it makes me think when we were about to have weather last week, and yeah, <laughs> we made it. We all survived. 
I'll tell you what, some people were storing up some bread, okay? <laughs> people were storing up. They're getting ready because they don't know, you don't know if you know, the power is going to go out. You don't know how long you're going to be in your house, and I get it. So people are storing up. And one of the things, we, Beth, we were out of firewood. And so I've been buying firewood at the, because I'm a man, at the, uh, at the grocery store, being really cool. It's awesome. Oh, yeah, you think that's funny, don't you? Yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. So it is kind of funny in this sense because Beth was like, we're getting some firewood. So she called some people in the church that are really nice, and she was like, I know you guys have firewood. Would it be possible for me to come get some? They're like, sure. And so they, they had us, um, they had them come. Beth went out in the minivan with four kids. I know, it's so good. And... Uh, <laughs> And she like was walking in the woods with them. They're having a great time. They're like, there's rattlesnakes here. And they're like, that's awesome. The kids loved it. And then she piled firewood up in the back of the van and brought it back to the house because I have an awesome wife. Amen. Praise God for good wives. Amen. You know, I was working on stuff, so I couldn't help. No. <laughs> She did it without me knowing, okay? She told me, I'm, I'm here where I'm doing this. And I was like, oh, you're, you're great. Uh, so, but I tell you that there's an intentionality. It's because if we wanted to burn wood, we would need it. And then we'd have to store it up with intentionality. You know, God is intentionally storing up goodness. You don't store up something without the intention to use it. So if God has stored up goodness for you, then he intends it for a purpose. God has goodness stored up for you on purpose. God intentionally is storing something for you. Yeah. Are you using it? Because he stored it up for you. And he said, you know what? When they need it, it's going to be there. That's the kind of God we serve, an intentional God. You know, when you store up something, it creates a sense of peace because you know it's there. Maybe you lack peace today because you have not tapped in and you just frankly don't believe that God has abundant goodness for you. And I'm not saying that to discourage you. I'm saying that to encourage you to say you need to shift your thinking. God is storing up things for you. God has abundant goodness for you. God has abundant blessing for you. And he's doing it. And that, that, that knowledge and the faith saying, God, I believe you have that for me, creates peace in your life. You know, when you store up stuff, it gives you a, a peace. You're like, we're not going to run out of bread because I have like 60 loaves of it, you know, like, or toilet paper or whatever you're storing up right now. You have it to create peace that you will not run out of it, right? Well, get a piece on this because God is storing up goodness for you. And if you need blessing in your life or there's a place where you're like, God, I'm going to need you to come through. God, I need your help here. God has already stored up. He's already prepared to help you. He already has it. It's not like, oh, God's like, well, I need to get my stuff together to help you. No, God's like, I already got it. I'm storing up goodness for you. When you store up, you're ready for the moment. And there is a way, and we're going to talk about when it comes to the abundance of God, how we access that as believers, how we walk in that. But the moment that you do, God is ready. When you store up, you're ready for the moment. 
You know, sometimes we think of God and we think, well, yeah, God, God wants to bless me. And he kind of just, you know, drips it out. You know, he's like little bits at a time, you know, like, oh, there's a little blessing there. And that's great. I love God. He's awesome. And any, any blessings, wonderful. But sometimes we can have a smaller mentality about how God wants to bless us. Did you, did you hear the tone in the scripture that God's storing up goodness for you? I love how the message says it. It says, what a stack of blessings you have piled up for those who worship you, ready and waiting. You know, I think sometimes we're satisfied with a peace when God says, I want to give you a pile. And so we're praying peace prayers instead of pile prayers. We're praying that God, I just pray that you get me through this moment when God's saying, hey, I want to bring breakthrough into your whole life. God, I, I pray that I just have the words to say to this person when God's saying, I want to fill you with the Holy Spirit so you don't run out of words. Because God has a pile of blessing for you. But are you just praying and expecting a peace because your faith is small? No, God's saying, you know what? Enlarge in your faith because I'm a God of abundance. Start to spread out and start to say, God, I'm going to start living like you want to bless me. I'm going to start speaking like you want to bless me because your word says you pile it up for me. God, you've ha I'd much rather have a pile than a piece. Somebody with me tonight? I'd much rather be like, God, pile it on. I want the pile of your blessing, not just the piece of your blessing. You know the Bible says you have not because you ask not? That's the word of God. You have not because you ask not. So what are you not asking for? What do you not have because you don't ask? Because you've forgotten that God has a pile for you a blessing. He cares about you. You know, we serve a pile up God and that means he's a poured out God. I love like in the Bible that that language poured out is so prevalent when it comes to God working, when it comes to what God wants to do, that he pours it out. He doesn't drip it out. He pours it out. Look at this scripture in Isaiah. It says, for I will pour out water and quench your thirst to irrigate your parched fields. I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your children. God is a pour it out God. God's like, hey, I don't know if you got the memo, but I don't do things small. I don't know if you heard, but I am the Lord, the God of angel armies. And when I do something, I do it right. All right. So if I'm going to bless you, I'm going to pour out blessing on your life. I'm going to pour it out on you. If I'm going to pour out my spirit, I'm going to pour it out on you because I'm a pour it out God. I'm a plenty God. I'm a God who wants to do it. I'm a God who doesn't just ease it out. I pour it out. All right. Some of you need God to pour out his presence on you. Some some of you need a touch from the Lord tonight. And do you know we serve a God who does that? A God who pours it out? A God who's not afraid? A God who says I'm able? A God who says I want to? A God who says there's plenty? You know what? God will do it tonight if you believe it tonight. If you ask for it tonight. If you're willing to say, God, I trust you at your word. I believe you'll pour it out. God will pour out his presence on you because he loves you and he is a pour it out God. He's a pour it out God.
He's a pour it out God. He doesn't do it halfway. He's not going to do it halfway for you. It's part of his character. Does God change? No. Does God deal with you different than everybody else? No. It's part of his character. I want to pour out my spirit on you. I said I would do it. Because I love you. And it's for my glory that I'm going to do it. Malachi 3.10. You hear this scripture a lot. But I hope that you see that this is part of who God is. I will open up the windows of heaven for you and I will pour out a blessing. Have you ever read the scripture where God talks about giving a blessing and says, and I will give you a little halfway minute blessing because I am God. No, because that's not who God is. It's part of his character to pour it out. So there's an element to blessed of the poor in spirit, blessed of the hungry for they shall be filled. It's less about who God being wanting to pour it out or God being able to pour it out or God having it and more about your bucket and more about your bucket, more about your belief in who his character is because God wants to do it. You know, Acts chapter two says in the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit. We're living in the last days. So this is true. And this is for now. And this is for you. God wants to pour his spirit out of you. Some of you have been praying to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants to fill you with the Holy Spirit. God wants to pour his spirit out on you. He's ready. He's willing. He's able. So you have to start thinking in terms of God for actually how he is, that he's a God of abundance who's ready to pour out his spirit on you. And stop tiptoeing into the altar saying, I don't know. That's about you, not about him. Start coming and saying, God, that's what your word says. So I'm just, God, enlarge me. Help my eyes to be eyes of faith. You are an abundant God. Pour out your spirit on me. And he says, I will pour out my spirit. I want to read you a testimony. There's a guy, he's in his 50s, and uh, he's been seeking the baptism of the Holy Spirit for a while. He was finally filled with the Holy Spirit recently in a, in a James River prayer meeting. And his wife had recently broke her foot and was on a scooter. That night in the prayer meeting, um, one of the verses that was brought up multiple times was freely you receive, so freely you give. And just thinking about the freedom and the, and the freely, God's, freely God wants to give to you, and so freely you give. So he decided, he went home that night, to, he wanted to tell his wife and his family about being filled with the Spirit, and he decided to pray for his wife's foot to be healed. The next day she was completely healed, went back to the work, work in heels rather than on a scooter because he prayed for her and he said, God, this isn't about me, this is about you. But that's how it works. That's how abundance works. Freely you receive, so freely you give. And God wants to pour out freely on you. God wants to encourage you tonight. God wants to rain on you with his presence. God wants to fill you full of his spirit.
God wants to pour water on your thirsty soul. God wants to heal you tonight. God wants to move tonight. God is a God of abundance. And it, you know why he's a God of abundance? Because he's a platform, his goodness, God. We serve a platform, his goodness, God. Look at it back in Psalm 31. It says, how great is the goodness you've stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come to you for protection, blessing them before a watching world. God loves to show off his goodness. So you need to understand this about the Lord that he wants to lavish you with his goodness so people see how good God is. And sometimes we jump to, well, I don't know if God wants to do this or maybe, honestly, there's a, there's a power and it's true. We take up our cross and we follow Jesus. There are parts of this life that we say, God, I am willing to go wherever you lead me. And if that means suffering, or that means persecution, or that means people don't like me, God, or that means that there's a struggle, God, I take up my cross and I follow you. But there are some needs that you're attributing to sacrifice. Oh, God just must want me to sacrifice through this. But it's actually that you just don't have the faith that he'll supply and you're suffering through something that God would meet your need in if you would just ask him. Because he's a God who loves to put that on display. I think David says it well in the Psalms. He goes, God, you gotta save me out of this. God, because will the dead praise you, God? Like, if I die, God, that's not gonna glorify you like if you save me. But if you save me, God, it's gonna put your glory on display. God loves that kind of thinking. God loves that kind of thought that says, God, I believe you're more likely to bless me in this. I believe you're more likely to help me in this because you are a good God and you love to put your goodness on display and start believing in the abundance of God and start saying, God, this is gonna platform your goodness. God, I was thankful, God, that I'm going through this struggle because God, I know I'm gonna pray and as I pray, it's gonna, you're gonna answer and it's gonna platform your goodness, God. You're gonna do a miracle and the people are gonna say, only God could do that and you love God to platform your goodness because you are a good God who loves to get glory for his goodness and God wants to God wants to get glory in your life God wants to get glory in your situation some of you are walking through things where you're like well this is impossible well great you're a candidate for God to get glory well this is a huge need well you're a candidate for God's abundance well I feel so empty well, you're a candidate for God to fill you. But I don't know if I have what it takes. You don't. That's why he's the God of abundance. And you're just the receiver of the abundance. But let me, before we, before we seek the Lord, let me tell you how to access this. Because there is a way to go about it. There's a way to receive God's abundance. How does it happen? I want to draw your attention to this verse. It says, you lavish it on those who come to you. There's an action step there. Another translation says, you work it for those who take refuge in you. There's an action there. How do you get the abundance? God stored up abundance for you. How do you get it? You come to him. You take refuge in him. I like how the message puts it. It says, for all who run to you, 
So there's an element of access to what God has for you where you have to stop caring about yourself. When you run, running is reckless, all right? Running is like a bit undignified. I know some people look cool when they run, but let's say for most of us, all right, it's like, well, that person's dying out there, all right? So it's their recklessness to running. It doesn't matter. You don't care about what you look like when you run. People who run don't necessarily look cool. They look like they're running, all right? Because they don't care what they look like, especially if they're in a race, especially if they want to win something, especially if they're after something. It's not about what you look like. If you're running from something, you don't care what you look like. If you're running to something, you don't care what you look like because you won't be a very good runner. When you run to God, you need to stop worrying about you. Some of you are like, well, if I go in the altar, then people will think I'm in trouble. So? Do you want it? You got to run for it. Jesus said that the, the measure you use will be measured back to you. The measure you use, are you, you know what? You got to give it all. You got to say, God, it's all about you, all about your blessing, all about you, all about your answer to prayer, all about how you will work in my life. God, I don't care about anything else. I'm running to you. And the question is, are you doing that? Have you tapped into an urgency that says, God, I need your abundance, but I know you have it for me and I'm coming to get it. God blesses that. That's where it's at. That's how you get it. You may not like that. You may be like, well, you know, that's hard or that makes me uncomfortable. It's not hard. You just got to forget yourself and say, God, you're all I want. And when you do that, that's when you're ready to receive.